Welcome to tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. I am John Laredo, your host and CEO of the Laredo Group. It is our mission to help leaders tap into the unique skills that help them transform their own life, the organizations they lead, and the people that they influence. Everyone is a leader, and leadership is learnable. If you'd like to learn ways to take your leadership to the next level, stick around at the end of the episode. I'll give you some easy steps to take. Or if you'd like to be a guest on tomorrow's Leader Spotlight, I'll share with you how you can apply. All right, let's get things going. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Laredo, your host, and i got a great guest for you today. I've got Caleb Avery, who's the founder and CEO of Till. Caleb, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to have you. Yeah, John, thanks so much for having me on. Really excited to be here today. Yeah, well, I love your story. I love having guests on who have a great story. You certainly do. Um, and I want to jump in. So we first kind of give the audience an idea of who you are and what you do and what Till is all about, because it's got a great uh, focus and, and niche. And uh, obviously, you've got a great mission. And then we'll talk about all the other questions I have. So first, tell us about Till. Tell us what you're doing and what's up. Certainly. So the, the core concept behind Till, we call it Payfac as a Service. And we're primarily working with vertical software platforms to integrate payments into their solution. And when you look at, you know, historically the options that were available to these platforms, they were either going and partnering with organizations like a Stripe or Braintree and just passing along the 2.9% and 30 cents from these organizations onto their customers, or they were going and partnering with the, the legacy processors, the likes of, you know, TSIS, First Data, WorldPay, et cetera, and really sacrificing the, the technology experience uh, for, for their customers. And for, for me, the, the idea behind Payfax as a service is really uh, allowing software companies to have the best of both worlds where you can have that, that fantastic modern technology experience with an easy integration, instant digital onboarding uh, that's, you know, famous with, with Stripe and Braintree, but also getting fantastic uh, economics and really allowing these platforms to be able to monetize the, the payments that are going through their ecosystem. And so it's really the idea of allowing them to have the, the best of both worlds. Awesome. So, and has this been, I know you you shared with me a little bit about how that kind of came about in your mind as an opportunity. Are there a lot of businesses out there that are saying to themselves or are aware of this being a problem or there's an opportunity to do a little bit better? Or is it one of these things where people just don't even realize they don't even know that that's an issue. Certainly. Yeah, I think definitely a pretty well-recognized issue. I think right now the, the estimation there's somewhere around 12,000 of these software platforms that are out there, uh, you know, integrating payments in, into their solution. And, you know, for me, I got started in, in the payment space at 19, going door to door, selling payment processing services to, to small business owners. And as I scaled up that first business, I started getting brought in on consulting opportunities for these software platforms that were anywhere between about 100 million up to about a billion dollars in annual volume. And after a couple dozen of these, you know, consulting opportunities, just seeing the same problem, you know, over and over again, I, I felt like it was time to, to go build something out to, to solve this pain point. Great. And so tell us about that. I find that fascinating because there's a lot of people that come up with ideas, see a need, they come up with an idea and they don't do anything with it. You have certainly done a lot with it. We'll talk about your recent growth in particular, but take us back to that point where you said, okay, hey, I got an idea. And then what did you do with it? 
Certainly. So, you know, a lot of the, the software uh, consulting opportunities were with smaller platforms uh, that were really just trying to, to transition off of a Stripe or a Braintree and, and really just starting their, their payments monetization journey. And so at the time, we were hooking a lot of these platforms into uh, gateway solutions like an NMI or an authorized.net. Uh, and then hooking them up with the, the legacy processors. And the, the, the big problem for, for these organizations, you know, they were tired of the, the PDF onboarding process for, for their customers. Uh, but one of the opportunities was doing about a billion dollars in annual processing volume and really thought that they were ready to, to go become a, a payfac. And I think that opportunity in particular was pretty pivotal for, for me because that was really where I got introduced to, to this concept of the, the payment facilitator or, or payfac model. And for, for listeners that aren't familiar with the, the payfac model, uh, organizations like Stripe, Square, Braintree, PayPal are, are the really famous examples of the, the payfac model. And for me, as I started to, to really dig in and understand more about that payment facilitator model, the idea of an instant digital boarding process is really something that in the integrated payments world is pretty exciting. Uh, but the, the problem that I kept seeing you know, throughout this, this consulting engagement was that the process to become a payfac was just this incredibly daunting task. And so historically, that was like a two-year multi-million dollar process to go become a, a payfac. And so for me, as that consulting engagement started to wrap up, I really started to, to take a few months to, to really think through what would I need to do in order to shorten that you know, two-year multi-million dollar process and try to get it down to a one-week process. And that was the, the initial thought process of just thinking, you know, what were the different factors that I would need to, to pull together in order to, to solve that problem? And, and as I started to, to think through it, there were a couple of themes that, that emerged. You know, one, certainly technology is a pretty crucial part of, of what we built. I think at this point, about 40% of the team that we've built out are, are engineers. And we've spent a few years building the core technology behind the, the Tilt platform. But almost one of the, the bigger hurdles and, and the first thing that I really set my sights on was looking at the legal and regulatory challenges behind the model to see you know, how we could tackle those. Excellent. And so now you went in the land, we'll fast forward a little bit because I love, I love again, the success story. You went from five people to 43 people in a year. You're now at the cusp of hiring uh, dozens and dozens of more. I mean, uh, I, I will, I'd love to hear from you a little bit more specifically. What was that like? I mean, to go through that much growth in that period of time, how did you handle it? What worked and what was maybe in your look back and say what this didn't work? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Certainly. Yeah. I think, you know, from the outside looking in, a lot of people call the, the ride kind of the rocket ship, uh, you know, ride, but it's really been a long time in the, in the making. And so, you know, for me, uh, the first thoughts that I had around this model kind of date back to, you know, 2015, 2016, but, you know, fast forward and look at, you know, first round of outside funding coming in about November of, of 2020 for us. And at that point, you had about five people on the team. And as you said, about 43 people on the, the team today, and it's, it's been a pretty incredible journey for, for us, but it's, it's also, you know, uh, really forces you to, to really, you know, be introspective and kind of think about how you need to grow and evolve as a leader, because your, your role within the organization with five people, you know, you're wearing every hat, you're leading sales, you're leading marketing, you're, you're leading operations, you're out fundraising, you're signing deals, you're doing legal. And then as you transition into this organization with, you know, 43 people, you're starting to bring, you know, leaders onto the team, you're hiring directors, you're hiring VPs, you're bringing in, you know, C-level staff. And for, for me, I think one of the, the, the big keys 
uh, for me has really been trying to reflect on, you know, what do I really want to do on a day-to-day basis? What am I best served doing on a day-to-day basis? And what are we as an organization best served bringing in other people that are specialists that are better at running sales, that are better at running marketing, that are better at, at running operations? And I think, thankfully, we've had the capital to be able to, to bring on you know, the, the personnel to, to go through, you know, that transition, but it's, it's really been a fun journey, uh, getting to, to reflect and, and grow, uh, you know, as a, as a leader, as, as the organization has, has grown over the course of this last year. And one of the most important things is finding the right people. When you get great people, it's a lot easier to do great things. Um, but to do that, you really, in order to keep those great people, you certainly need to give them the opportunity to do what they came there to do which is a challenge for a lot of people, like you said earlier, going from founder to CEO, you know, this is your baby, your, your blood, sweat, and tears are in this thing. It's your life. And to suddenly go from a point where you've got your hands on everything to go to a point where you're really trusting other people to be at the, the, in the driver's seat with parts of the business, uh, mentally, how do you handle that? Yeah. I think a couple of things that you said there really resonated, you know, the, the idea that, you know, the company is, is your baby is definitely something that, that resonates. And I think trust, which was another thing that, that you mentioned is a, is a huge component. And so building that trust within the, the leadership team that, you know, as you delegate tasks to them, you can trust that they're going to, to go execute and, and get those done is, is key. Because if, as you're scaling, if you can't trust that the leaders that you've brought on, you know, underneath you are, are able to get, you know, the, the task done and, and kind of, you know, get it and want it. Uh, and have the, the capacity to, to do it, then the organization is, is not going to succeed. And so you've got to make changes quickly. And so if you identify that you've got the wrong people uh, you know, on the team or in the wrong seats, you've got to be able to adjust and, and make those changes quickly. Otherwise, you're, you're blocking the organization from scaling um, you know, as quickly as it otherwise could. So let me ask you, is there such a thing as growing too fast? And if so, what does that look like? <laughs> You know, definitely a, a topic that I think, you know, we spend a, a lot of time, you know, thinking about. We, we've been, you know, very fortunate uh, from a fundraising perspective at this point, having brought in about $29 million uh, in total over the course of the, the last 18 months. And so, you know, for us, as we're thinking about, you know, hiring and, and growing, initially, you know, one of the, the, the big challenges for us was we just had almost too much interest from, from customers. I mean, I, I remember putting out the initial announcement about what we were building. And we got about 40,000 views on two posts on LinkedIn. We had 40 software companies reach out to us wanting to learn more about our platform. And, you know, at that time we had five people on the team and I was the only sales guy. And, you know, I think at that point in time, it, it definitely felt like, you know, things were, were moving, uh, you know, pretty quickly, but we were able to, to get some funding in and find uh, some great, um, you know, hires to, to really, you know, round out the, the team. But, as we you know look at the position that we're in today, we've got an abundance of, of capital. We've hired you know a fair amount of people, but just hiring you know hundreds of people is not going to lead to success you know within the business. You've really got to be you know thoughtful and strategic about how you're you're growing the team. And I think one of the the really good decisions that that we made was bringing in an organizational design consultant to really be thoughtful and and intentional about, you know, how we were growing the team, what positions we were bringing on and and when, because we had the budget to grow the the team a lot faster, you know, than we otherwise would have, but trying to be really intentional about the the roles and, you know, what level of seniority do do you want to bring in? Um, And that that organizational design consultant was really tremendously helpful for us in in formulating the game plan about how we wanted to to grow the, the business. 
That makes sense. And and bottom line is, and that, that's smart, you know, because I think a lot of uh, that very point in itself is worth worth uh, visiting in a little bit more depth because a lot of people, I think, try to go at it themselves and you brought in some outside expertise uh, to help and provide some insight and shed some light, maybe on some things and even help you look at some things differently. Um, is that something as you've grown, I mean, there's a long path ahead of you, obviously a big vision. Is that something that you embrace as, hey, part of us succeeding is we've got to make sure we're bringing in some outside perspective and work with whether it's consultants or whomever, or do you envision, okay, hey, we just build up to the point where we got all those people inside the organization. We don't need that. What's your view on that? Yeah, I think it's certainly always helpful to, to get some some outside views on what's happening within the, the organization and look at the, the personnel that you have involved to, to look at the structure that you have involved and just come in and question things and say, well, you know, why did you, you know, structure the, the marketing organization that way? And sometimes the answer is, well, that made a ton of sense nine months ago. Uh, and then as you reflect on it, it's like, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't structure the organization that way. Or, oh, well, that role has actually evolved quite a bit from when we drew up the job spec, you know, nine months ago. And now we've got, you know, that person on board that, that may not be the right person for, for that seat, but we've got a perfect role, you know, for them over here. And so, you know, definitely, you know, as things scale, especially if they scale as quickly as they have for, for us, you know, coming in and, and just looking at things with that, that outside perspective is, is really phenomenally helpful. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, I think you're right. A lot of companies and a lot of leaders get stuck in just doing things because they've, they've always done them. Uh, I've, I, I talk a lot about the concept of zero-based budgeting, which is basically saying, well, let's not base anything we're doing in the future on what we did in the past. It's starting from zero, re, you know, recreate it, re-justify everything. Because as you know, your role has changed dramatically from what it was a year or two ago. And it probably will in the next year or two as your organization grows uh, significantly. Congrats on all the success you're having, man. It's uh, impressive. Uh, I'm excited for you. I know uh, you got a lot of uh, investors that are also excited too for you and for them. Uh, But more importantly, you're making a difference. I mean, you're helping a lot of companies with something that they need. For those people that want to learn more and uh, whether it's about you or about Tilde or about what they can do and kind of engaging with you, where should they go? Certainly. I think the website is always a good place to start. So www.tilde.com, that's T-I-L-L-E-D. Uh, at the bottom of that website, there's a link to our careers page. And so if you're interested in, in joining a, a fast growth company within the, the payment space, certainly we've got a, a great culture and building something exciting here. would love for you to check out all the open roles that we have on the careers page. I'm certainly active on LinkedIn. Uh, the company's active on LinkedIn as well. And then you can find us on Twitter at GetTilled. Awesome. Terrific. And we'll uh, put all that info in the show notes. So anybody who's listening uh, can uh, can reference back to that. Uh, but that's terrific. Last question for you, Caleb. When you think uh, out longer term, I mean, what's the finish line look like for you? What are you trying to get to? And what's the point of arrival look like? Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, for, for us, the, the mission that, that we always talk about is this idea of changing the, the payments landscape for, for the better. And so I, I think first and, and foremost, you know, that's the, the lens that, that we're looking at. The, the goal is not, hey, we're trying to get, you know, acquired for, 
you know, $7 billion next week. That's not, that, you know, that's not why we're doing this. We're, we're really, uh, at least for, for me personally, excited about that mission and, and, you know, what we're, you know, striving towards to, to make, you know, a meaningful difference in the, in the payments landscape. And so, you know, it's going out there and acquiring a ton of software platforms. It's, it's acquiring a ton of merchants and, and really doing it the, the right way. And if we can achieve those things, I, I think I'll be pretty happy. That's terrific, man. Well, keep us up to date on your success. We'll uh, we'll keep track and follow from our end. But I'd love to bring you. I'd love to bring you back on at some point down the future because uh, I know things are changing so fast, and you can kind of give us real real time updates on everything from leadership uh, learnings and successes to updates on how Tilt's going and what's happening and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd love that. Really appreciate you know you having me on the the podcast today, and would love to to come back and, and give the update on you know how things have have changed and evolved. You got it, awesome, my friend. Well, thank you very much, uh, and thank you all for joining us today. As always, like, subscribe, share. Uh, always appreciate that, as well as your future, your ideas for future guests, as well as content questions you have on leadership, and of course, go down below, give five star review, and we will see you next time. We've been here today with Caleb Avery, CEO and founder of Tilled and all the info to get in touch with him and find out more about Tilt is in the show notes. Caleb, thanks again for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Really appreciate it. John Laredo here. Thank you so much for listening to Tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. If you are a successful leader or business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit our website, johnlarito.com. Go right to the podcast page and right up top, you'll see a button that says apply here. If you got something out of this interview and you'd like to share this episode on social media, I love that. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, post it on whatever social media outlet you'd like to. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and also include the hashtag Tomorrow's Leader. I love seeing your posts. I love getting your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up. Ratings, reviews also go a long way to help promote the show and really do mean a lot to me and our team. Want to know more? Go to our website, johnlarito.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over the place. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.